This is the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and Dee. Listen, rate, subscribe. Uh, America's first gourmet restaurant for dogs just opened in San Francisco. <laughs> of course it is. You're going San to Francisco. hate this story. Is it just all the poop on the side of the street? Uh, no, right. <laughs> I'll eat that. The name of it is the French word for mastiff. Dog. Ma- mastiff? <laughs> no. Dog. Dog? Yeah, it's pronounced like dog, but you have to say it like a snooty French person. It's re- Swear to God. Open on September 25th and only serves dog food, but not normal dog food. The founder is a classically trained French chef. I hate everything about this story. Dude, you, you're... <laughs> I, I know. Him and his wife opened a doggy daycare in 2015, and they started selling their clients homemade dog food he cooked up. So that's how the idea got started. All of the restaurant's food is human grade. Pay no attention to the homeless people down the street. During the week, it operates as a patisserie that sells small but elaborate pastry treats for dogs that start at $5 each. <sighs> they also sell dog chinos. Are you happy you fought for your country now? Dude. I know. Yeah, do they have, oh, this is a cat turd mixed with uh, <laughs> reduction. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. They eat cat turds. On Sundays, they do a three-course tasting menu for 75 bucks. Oh. It includes things like green lip mussels with wheatgrass and a raw filet mignon with fermented cabbage and a quail egg on top. If a, um, you know, 1906 San Francisco, so if there was another earthquake and it sucked that place down when all the people that were in it mm-hmm. take their dogs to pay $75, mm-hmm. that would be perfect. Dude, the pretentiousness of all of this is just... There's pe- Never mind. I'm not. <laughs> Dude. There's people. And then. <laughs> that. <laughs> don't. Don't well, aneurise over there. It's. And then there's. They also serve octopus, which I have a huge problem with. Why do you. Have, you don't like octopus? <laughs> I love them. But you're wasting it on dogs? No. I I refuse to eat them, and everybody should know how incredibly crazy, weirdly smart they are. Oh, yeah. Read the soul of an octopus, and you'll never, ever, ever, ever eat calamari or octopus again. Eh, Yeah. Just be like, pretty smart. (laughs) Not smart enough. Gotcha. It's (laughs) There's something happening there that science can't explain. It's weird. It's very weird. It's like dolphins. Dolphins are super smart, but I don't eat dolphin. Well, maybe. I don't know. I right. eat a lot of tuna. <laughs> totally. Delicious. I had tuna fish last night with a quass and pickle. Why are quass and pickles so amazing? I don't know, but they're fantastic. Dude. And did you know, I found this out on my pickle tour. Did you know that up up north here, mm-hmm. we have a different pickle profile than the southern people do? Really? Yeah. So... Because I, went, I did the Van Holten pickle tour thingy in Waterloo. Okay. They do the pickles in a pouch. Sure. Which are softer pickles. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of those. Nobody up here is, really. And they are down there. Huge. Like, you go to a movie theater down there, and there's those pickles in a pouch. Because they're racist. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, but up here, we prefer a cold, crisp, crisp. pickle. All right. Isn't that cold weird? Cold crisp. Like yeah. this morning. <laughs> Exactly. I love, yeah. 
It's funny because when I look at it, I, I get my like burger and everything. The first thing I look at and I eat is the pickle. Yep. I go, oh my God. And I get excited about the pickle. Unless it's a floppy pickle. Then I'm all Yeah, like, oh, when it like bends, I'll still eat it. <laughs> I'll take it down. I'll be disappointed. Take it floppier hard, baby. <laughs> Damn. Just shove it in there. <laughs> Squeeze the base. Shove it in there. Uh, it'll straighten up. That is enough of that. Anyway. So, yeah. That's... that's <sighs> Um, you don't even want it. So it kind of, the presentation is just like you would get at a very fine dining restaurant. And I'm sure the dog's going to love the presentation. Exactly. Dude, they. <laughs> if you don't find that story annoying, I don't know. You you are the Zen master. Dogs roll in carcass and eat dead birds. Yeah. I mean. Trust me, I know about the carcass rolling. <laughs> Son of a bitch did it last night. He rolled in poop again. <laughs> At least it was poop. I'll, I'll take the poop roll over the carcass roll. We'll have to talk to him during the day, you know, when know. Johnny doesn't poo-poo it. Yeah. <laughs> when Johnny doesn't step oh, all we'll, over we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, exactly. What do you mean, man? I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Sounds good. <laughs> Hello, JJO. Hey, good morning, guys. Long-time caller, first-time listener here. Bless you. So, so uh, yeah, man, this is why we can't have nice things. There's starving people right down the road, and these dogs are getting... I mean, don't get me wrong, I love my dogs. Right. You know, and I'm sure you love Chewy. You'd do it for Chewy, but in in regards to uh, starving people in the world, we're going to serve a $75 plate of food mm-hmm. to... Why don't they uh, serve a $75 plate of food to the homeless guy that's starving right down the street? Right. I know. And, like, I'm not. I'm Dog not, has better personality. I, I have. I have <laughs> well, a hard, and apparently they're higher up on the food chain, too. <laughs> yeah. Right. I have a hard time telling people what to do with their money. But this is like a, it's just such Sociologically, a, God, it should be, yeah. if you're part of a society that's supposed to be yeah. advanced. You're yeah. telling, you're telling these veterans, these people that, you know, can't you know had a bad experience or something bad in life that a dog is worth more than they are right actually yeah they tell you that all the time i was a canine handler so yeah they're (laughs) worth more than you (laughs) tito was worth more sad sad to see where the world's going man it's such a shame yeah and i i don't know if that's a, a strictly american thing or if that's everywhere where they're not valuing human life as I much think, i don't know oh <laughs> I would say it's probably everywhere yeah I, would, I, I, yeah I don't think we're gonna seclude that just to uh good old uh cali yeah, yeah unfortunately right I, I wish we could just right. keep it over there yeah yeah all right have a good right, weekend guys. Bye. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Bye. Replay today, the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. So this Milwaukee couple has had the SWAT team called on them half a dozen times in the last two years. Swatting. <laughs> okay. What is that? Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you watch that? Um, what was the one? There's a documentary on... Uh, Netflix about the swatting. Well, swatting was one of the things. No. I... I'll have to find it. Um, yeah, and then they had the, was it the most hated man on the internet? Was that that one? No, that was different. I get all my documentaries mixed up. That was about Hunter Moore. Was that, that was Web of Make Believe? Yes, Web of Make Believe. That's what it is. Yep. 
Uh, they cover swatting and like the. It's fascinating. The first person that did it did it a lot. First right. of all, uh, but crazy. So it's Patrick Tomlinson and Nikki Robinson. They're all like it's because Tomlinson shared political views, and then he said he didn't like Norm Macdonald. And wow, <laughs> Norm Macdonald. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> Somebody, somebody said I, I, I kind of talk like him. <laughs> so here uh, we go. Um, here they are about. Uh, they're talking about what's been going on. Last time they came in here with a ballistic shield, full body armor, assault rifles. I mean that's not something that I can defend against. Back in September of 2018, I tweeted that I'd never personally found Norm Macdonald to be funny. It's a way to try and trick the police into being your executioners. Yeah. Right. I, I thought everybody knew what swatting was. Oh, yeah. No. No. Okay. So, swatting is when uh, somebody calls the cops on, let's just say you, uh, saying that whatever, you have a hostage. Right. Sometimes they'll be like, they'll pretend to be you, and then the SWAT team comes in, and people die. <laughs> people right. get shot. Because they're not expecting... When you never really should, but. Right. Um, and the SWAT team is going in thinking that they're facing some hostage-taking kind of person. But, well, see, this is where I have some experience with this because I was on an emergency services team. Mm-hmm. And you, there's a lot of verification that needs to go into stuff. So somewhere somebody's not doing something right. That's right. <laughs> right. Because when you hear these stories, you're like, you would think more verification would need to go into sending a SWAT yeah. team out to somebody. A lot of times it's just guys that don't do a lot of training. It's like maybe once a month, maybe, yeah. you know, and they just send them out. Whereas we did it like constantly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so somebody, it's just a, an officer that just goes and gets <clears throat> uh, a special training. He gets part of a unit. Right. That's why. So. They should be specially trained. There should be a lot more. I can see stuff happening, but not very often. Where was the school shooting at in Texas? Oh, man, I don't remember what. Lindale or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, those a-holes that didn't go in, they were specially trained SWAT. She said. Exactly. Using squirrel knuckles. Saying, Saying special trained to a lot of these is like, well, no. Right. I mean, they just you need to lower your expectations. You watch a video, they go, you, they go take you to a couple of different uh, firing ranges and do right, something. Buy you some culvers and, and you call it a day. And that's that's like your training for like the year. There's right. not enough training for police officers. Right. Continuous. Right. They just like, oh, you're on the job. That's good enough. Well, and I would imagine some SWAT teams are better trained than others. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, anywho, how weird that Norm Macdonald. What do you mean? Is the, <laughs> the inspiration for swatting <laughs> this couple. I just can't. Well, you know, is uh, saying something about me. He probably has to die. <laughs> so not only are people having Milwaukee resident Patrick Tomlinson swatted, but someone even used the Cameo app to get Norm McDonald to record a message about Patrick. 
That's so random. Obviously, it's so random. It doesn't make sense. Obviously, Norm wouldn't have had any idea what was going on with the squatters or whatever. I'm dead. (laughs) Hey, this is Norm MacDonald here, and this is a message for all of Patrick's friends. Uh, I want you to stop picking on your friend Pat. After all, and I quote, his only crime was that he didn't find Norm MacDonald funny. Wait a minute here. I'm Norm MacDonald. (laughs) (laughs) And I am funny. Please continue insulting that fat loser. (laughs) (laughs) You got to save that. I know, right? He totally had no idea, obviously. That's so not a a Norm MacDonald thing. Yeah, that's... He wouldn't have known. But you got that's, the that's swatting just that. thing. You could kill some. Somebody could die, and somebody did die. And happened in Kansas City, right? Right. Um, but if that web of make believe is a great show, so is the most hated man on the internet. That's another good one. Oh yeah, uh, isn't that the dude that bought the uh, rights to the? Oh, wait, wait, isn't that, he? He bought the the. Um, it was Hunter Moore. He created. He did the um, the Who's Up uh, website, and he was the. Oh, it was not. It wasn't a, that guy that bought self-proclaimed uh, professional life ruiner. Oh, there was another guy that bought the uh, and started selling pills for like oh, seven hundred dollars. No. Remember that? Wasn't there a documentary on that? Oh, Dingle? that's the Sh- the Shrek guy. He was a CEO. Yeah. Yeah, no, Andre Moore, um, he'd post, he said there was a revenge porn kind of thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yep, yep. As anyoneup.com is what it was, and the revenge porn hub. Yep. That's right, that's right. So it would include the ex's full name, profession, social media profile, and city of residence. Then all these teachers are like, oh my God, my OnlyFans is out. Well, that wasn't OnlyFans. It would be like pictures that people shared with oh, their significant person. others. Oh, geez. yeah, yeah. Um, Don't ruin it for everybody. Everybody loves, you know, naked. Well, this is all information about Hunter Moore. Yeah. I mean, and he's. If you thought your ex was a douchebag, there's no way. There's no way your ex is as big of a douchebag as Hunter Moore is. If you want to get your hate on today, which feels like a lot of people are in that mode, <laughs> watch that documentary, The Most Hated Man on the Internet, and your blood will boil. Your blood will boil. He ruined lives, without a doubt. I, I, yeah. What happens to somebody when they're like that? I mean, there's, there, there's got to be, like, psychological major problems. Yeah. Over the course of the 16 months, the website ran for it, posted without consent, stolen, compromising, naked pictures of students, mothers, teachers, women in wheelchairs, and even a woman on a doctor's table post-surgery. And he's a he's a piece of garbage. Holy man. Right. You think you just get into it and then you just, that's, you just, that's what you got to do to make money now and that that's it? How do you, how do you? He enjoyed being an asshole. That's just, that, I just. He enjoyed whew. making victims out of those women. Yeah, well, there's obviously something wrong. Something's wrong. At its peak, it had estimated 350,000 unique users a day and up to $30,000 a month in advertising revenue. Hunter hid behind the law that it was user-generated content. 
When victims tried to send cease and desist letters or emails begging him to remove pictures, he would just reply, LOL. They should give the victims bolo whips and then just like let them go and tie them to a tree and there you go. You can learn a lot listening to podcasts. And only three countries in the world don't use the metric system? Or you can listen to this one. I can't remember where I went Friday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What did I do on Friday? I got to check my calendar. (laughs) If anybody saw me Friday, call. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. I literally have no idea where I was Friday. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO. Psycho Sick, I just thought of that the headstrong video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Psycho Stick. Okay, um, researchers in Belgium say they've come up with a way to make beer taste even better. How? For centuries, breweries would let it ferment in big open vats. Then in the 70s, Almost all breweries switched to closed pressurized vats because it was a lot cheaper and it was easier to make big batches. One side effect, though, was flavor. The yeast couldn't really stand up to the pressure and it made the beer taste slightly worse. The new study eliminated that side effect by finding the gene in a yeast that creates a banana-like flavor. So think like Hefeweizen, Mm -hmm. responsible for most of the flavor in beer. Then they genetically modified it to stand up to the pressure of a closed vat, like the Elmaro Vineyard people made the grape hybrids. Yep, that's right. Uh, They say it means that pretty soon beer might taste better. I don't know that it can taste better. That's crazy. So it tastes like a Miller Lite? Listen, in all honesty, that frua. What? That frua, Kolsch, that is so damn good. I Well, it would make sense that you would like Kolsch's. Yeah. Kolsch is so good. I like the uh, Kamuta Kolsch, of course. Yep, that's, that's good. Pete Gentry. Um, I, don't, I, I love beer. All right, I right now. I, I just can't even believe that it would be better. You have to pick one. What is your favorite beer? What am I picking a beer for? Is it the is this the, the only beer I'm ever going to be able to drink again? Yep, yep. The the island beer, you know, where you just this is you're on an island. This is the last one. New Glarus Spotted Cow. Okay, that's pretty good. Deb Carey, by the way, and New Glarus Brewing Company won their lawsuit after 14 months of stupidity. Uh, anyway, what's yours? I already know. What is it? It's either Miller Lite or... No, mine's Pilsner or Cal. It is by far... I love that stuff. Krombacher would be a close second. Krombacher, Pilsner. Yeah. But that Pilsner or Cal is so damn good. And it was all from when I was in England and I had that, the greatest beer. You know when the light shines on you in Beer Fest when he was like drinking the perfect beer? Yeah. And they had the recipe? That happened to me. Ah. So I really (laughs) felt that... That that uh, scene, I lived that scene. Like the lights shine on me, and it's like oh, angelic voices. It was jealous. So good. That's never happened to me. Oh, it was unbelievable. Uh, Fourteen months of personal growth later, <laughs> Green County Judge Phillipson issued a written dismissal of the case against me and the brewery with prejudice. So there you go. That was um, the investors were going after her. 
I want to say, and I'm I'm just trying to do this as a memory, because they were paying their employees during COVID uh-huh. and their benefits and all that stuff, and then so the investors were mad because they weren't getting as much profit as they could. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's... <laughs> You're giving me so many things Dick. that are getting my blood boiling. Dick! It's Most hated man on the internet. Don't watch yes, it. You're going to be so mad. I'm not. I am, I, you may, I just got a curiosity <laughs> like, oh, yeah, look at that. It's like... Narcissist in full effect. I, I can't deal with things like that with people that are so just... That's the reason we'll never have a utopian society is because mm-hmm. there's too many narcissistic people. When people say, they'll be like, well, you know, you're trying to figure out, you know, how this person is such an asshole and how they do these things. And then people will go, well, you know, it takes all kinds. No, it don't. I know for a fact it doesn't take all kinds. Mm-hmm. I can say with confidence it does not take all kinds. No. If assholes and narcissists were eliminated, we'd be just fine. Right. We'd be just fine. If everybody cared and gave a little bit more, yeah, it'd be... Everything would be fine. It's respect. That's one of the but biggest then, words, dude. Dude, without a doubt, 100%. 90% of our issues are because of lack of respect. I fully that believe is, that. Yeah. But it's, it's never going to happen because, like, the, you know, the top whatever, what is it, five families that basically run everything, they just keep breeding little sociopaths. Yes, that don't care. Right. Or so. do things that think that they're right. Or right. They're, yeah, it's... it's. What I'm trying to say is just give up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the sooner you give up and you're like, well, this is our fate, the the happier yep. you're going to be. Just turn the gas just on the house. Yeah, let it go. <laughs> no, 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 no. Dumbing down your smartphone. One podcast at a time. Listen, rate, and subscribe. To the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. The Oregon police warning of explosive hand grenades washing up onto a beach. It's always fun, dude. Yeah, so police in Newport, Oregon issued a warning on Wednesday after they appeared to be several hand grenades washing ashore on a beach. Uh, officers responded on Tuesday to multiple reports of explosives washing up on the beach in Newport between the Yakina Bay State Park and Agat Beach. Uh, three separate devices were discovered with labels attached to them that read, Warning, Explosive. <laughs> well, that <laughs> well, was nice that it, Yeah. The labels were stated that each of the devices are s- simulator hand grenades, M116A1s. This type of device is used to simulate battlefield noises and effects during training. The Oregon State Police bomb squad responded and seized the devices. Authorities warned that the public not to handle and attempt to move such a device if found. Instead, called 911. That was uh, what was up. <laughs> the magnet fishing thing. Do you watch any of those? Oh, yeah. Those show up on your reels or your. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, so, uh, and I, I want to say Adam Kittleson did some. I magnet feel like fishing he did. Not too long ago. I learned about it on, I want to say, Larry Mueller. Well, you think that's got to be pretty hard to just, you got to come past it completely right. So you have to sector search the hell out of that thing, you know, to try to make sure you grab something because that's a. Well, they to... just throw it out there. Right. I mean, I would assume you'd have to like move over every, you know, throw it, cast it out. Well, they're super powerful magnets. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But when you grab a uh, like a phone or something that they'd find, I mean, once yeah. you grab that, it's done. Um, you put a magnet next to a phone. See right. What happens. Try that. Lots of razor <laughs> blades come up. Really? Yeah. 
like the like the like this you know yeah so uh, shaving your legs out and don't you judge me (laughs) that might be it (laughs) just shaving in the river you you know yeah you figure you want to pregame that not uh just do it on the spot they well they i know they find like lots of they find guns and whatever else i think that's what they're looking for and there were so many wasn't there somebody by beaver dam that found a grenade and then they had to call the bomb squad in which I seem to remember again, that. Yeah, yeah, I would think. Um, did you play the Oregon? I'm sorry, Oregon Trail when you were in school? Yeah, of course. Has anybody ever beat that? I don't know. It's a good question. I'm looking it up. Uh, it was a rite of passage for school children for decades to die of dysentery on the Oregon <laughs> yep. Trail. Um, or they'd be like, so and so wandered away, and I'm like, well, they deserve to die yeah, then. Why, don't why they? did they wander? Uh, and now the classic super depressing video game is being made into a movie. It's going to be a musical. It's being made by the directors and songwriters of the upcoming Lyle Lyle Crocodile movie who came up with the idea while they were working on that one. Apparently they were trying to think of another musical to do next and somehow Oregon Trail came up and everybody's up for it. Uh, there will be comedic undertones just as the game unintentionally had. You know... They kind of did this already, and it's not the Oregon Trail, but if you've ever seen Cannibal the Musical. Yes. The sky is blue and all the leaves are green. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, Trey the, Parker, man. Yeah, yeah. Dude. If you ever watch where Banner for that plane comes in at the end of uh, a South Park episode, it's got da 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 That's from their musical. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know another soul on the planet that's seen Cannibal the Musical. I'm closer I, to you than I ever well, have I been. I <laughs> Here I thought at Flats and Drummies was, uh, you know, the, yep. the the key to our friendship. Turns out it's Cannibal the Musical. Yeah. And then there's uh, Fritz with ElfQuest. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's all these obscure Ra- things. Random bonding. People, relax. What a complete waste. We are killing it online. Have you guys checked the comments? Of cyberspace. <laughs> Smoke That Skin Wagon says, you guys are killing it. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. We're internet sensations. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO. Okay, okay, okay. So the end of the Oregon Trail, um, there's apparently, hold on. Uh, you get stars and it says, yeah, you won. And you get to see the ocean. Can't say I didn't lose little Timmy due to dysentery along the way. It's all right. You can make another little Timmy. Oh, but I hope that's the, the, the old green mm-hmm. version on the Apple computer, you know? 70, 1971, is that what you said? Oh, yeah, yeah. 1971 was the original, and then there was another version that came out. Um, And I think we need to have a Cannibal the Musical watching party. Oh, yeah. If nobody's, at, and you know, somebody text in, yeah, they've they've got it too. So I love it. That's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, you got to. So dumb. If you're watching that, you need to also watch um, friggin' Orgasmo. Oh, yes. <laughs> Show that boy. <laughs> Ron Jeremy's in that. It's awesome. Yeah, before we knew how the rapey hedgehog. he yeah. was. Yeah, before, yeah. come on. No, we did not know he was like that. Dude, he's rough. Before I, I met him out there. And he did not look good. I had to hold all of his uh, money and cars that were wrapped up in a rubber band so he could go get pay for his car that was across the street from And a rubber band? Yeah. In a rubber band. Do you know the money quip I would have if I was Ron Jeremy? Dude, he looked he had 
You know what? Who he was? He was rocking the sweatpants too. Oh, see. <laughs> and he had a rainbow room, a rainbow uh, t-shirt. If you weren't careful, that's what you're gonna end up like. Keep uh-uh. wearing sweatpants. Well, I mean, he's got he's got a you know pretty good list of uh, things he's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's. I believe he's going through the list in prison right now. Oh, boo! Bad ending. Uh, well, he died of dysentery. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Um, this, <laughs> this story made me laugh. Okay. Because um, I think we've all had the Milton days of office space where we're going to burn the place down, right? Yep. Um, there was a study that tracked more than 200 workers for months and found that there are five different types of work days. Sure. No matter what kind of day you have at work, it's going to fit into one of these five types of work days. So here we go. Number one, uh, typical, typical work day. Mostly smooth sailing without many bumps. You're not crushing it, but you're also not slacking. 34% of days fit into the typical category. I dig it. All right. Um, now, ideal. 29% of your work days will be ideal work days. You're more productive than a typical day, but you're not overwhelmed. You might still have deadlines, but they're achievable. Okay. Crisis. of workdays are going to fall into the crisis category. Lots of fires to put out. You might feel rushed or get interrupted a lot. These are the days when I want to push fish down the stairs. You can't really (laughs) focus or excel. (laughs) You try being his friend. (laughs) It is a lot of work. Um, Disengaged. 10% of workdays fit into disengaged. In my case, it would be a fifth because it's pretty much every Friday. Right. Those are days when you're just not feeling it. It's called big hair. Maybe you waste an hour on Instagram. Maybe you waste four on all socials. Maybe it's just an off day. Uh, But it can come from not having any urgent deadlines to keep you motivated. And then toxic. 8% of work days are going to be toxic. That's when it's a really bad day. It's when you're plotting what end of the building you're going to start on fire first. Your boss is being a jerk. You argued with your coworker, or something else is just annoying you so much. It's just like Monday through. <laughs> it's annoying you so much you can't be productive. Hmm. Man, is it hard to keep my mouth shut right now? <laughs> <laughs> Well, mm. I think I have a few of those when I go back. Mine are normally just pretty normal. I try to keep it that way, though. Well, this is my favorite part about all of this. Um, they found most of the factors that determine the type of day you have will be outside of your control. Right. It's like there's not really a lot you can do about it. It's every- It's everybody else and not you. <laughs> It has less to do with you and more to do with your boss, your clients, or what's being thrown at you that day. In my case, co workers. (laughs) (laughs) You know, maybe, maybe. Um, They have also found we tend to have multiples of the same day back to back, which is why sometimes I'm hammered by Tuesday. Uh, you might have three typical days in a row, then a couple ideal days, followed by a day or two where everything's crisis. Hammered by Tuesday. That sounds like a band. It should be. Right? Should be. Uh, yeah, there you go. You I, just got to have the dude attitude, man. 
Well, you know, it's just your opinion, man. I love that. He's just so zen. You know? He's yep. listening to bowling strike sound. <laughs> well, see, the, the, the whole thing, the, the finding that it has less to do with you and more to do with your clients, your boss, or whatever's being thrown at you that day. But if everybody else that, is... That's outside of your sphere of influence. Again. Hold on, though. But if everybody's taking this advice, somebody is the other person. Because everybody sees themselves as the victim, usually. Mm. As the person that's, you know what I mean? Somebody's got to be like, oh, yeah, it's out of your sphere. The person that's talking, you're the person that's, you're having the bad day. What if you're the one causing the bad day for somebody else? Good. Somebody meets that criteria. I'm owed that. I should be able to make somebody have a bad day. Well, you you, you get there. (laughs) You can do it. It's my turn to make somebody have a bad day. (laughs) Yeah. No. Maybe uh, that toilet in there. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Punish your toilet. Uh, Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's Friday. You probably should care 50% less about what you're doing at work. Yeah. Unless, of course, I mean, I understand different schedules. Whatever. But, uh, It's more important to not make as much money and be happy than it is to be making a lot of money oh, and yeah. be completely miserable. I I mean, I've worked in, in incredibly toxic environments before, which is why I quit those jobs. I was making a lot of money, had great benefits, whatever, but mm-hmm. I was, it, like, having that part of your life be that miserable. Because you're there for a long time. It consumes the rest of your life. Right. Well, you think about it, it's what, you think about a, it one, third of, one third of your whole day, right? if not more. So then, like, the you know, on my off days, I would just be focusing on how I didn't want to go back to work. Yes. And uh, and so then that kind of ruins your mood for that or whatever. Uh, whatever. That's why. You, that's when you walk out of a job on a break. Right. <laughs> if, if you could have that job where you go, you're like, eh, you know, it's Sunday and you don't have that dread feeling. Right. Then you're doing it right. Then something's good. If you're just like, eh, whatever, it's just, I'll just get this day going and then we'll go, you know. Yeah, totally. It just feels like Monday, not like, oh my God, I... 100%. Walk my ass into oncoming traffic. You know, then you got a problem. Then I've had jobs where I was disengaged pretty much the whole time. What did you do? Describe that. I worked at a grocery store. I used to love that. Really? Yeah, hot moms coming through. You handle their meat. Well, I was 14, so. Well, I was all right. <laughs> that was my prime. That was when stuff was producing. Gross. The ball bag was producing testosterone. The JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Catch a new show every Monday through Friday, 6 till 10 a.m. on 941 JJO or streaming anywhere in the JJO app. Johnny and D. Nowhere but JJO.